Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shannon Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I think that the uh, Wonder Woman movie is fantastic. <laughs> I'm Jay, and I think that the Wonder Woman movie is fantastic, just like the Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was rude. Uh, I'm Josh, and I am in the middle of my best XCOM 2 run to date, and I am like, you know, on, on pins and needles waiting for it all to fall apart around me. <laughs> Are you still playing I, it on hell mode or whatever? Oh yeah, Iron Man, baby. I like I, my decisions to matter. It feels like I saw this in the Chain Attack meme group, but it might have been somewhere else. But it just delighted me when it, it said like, the the picture of like this this guy that's just like sweating profusely and nervous and it says like uh you know the covid vaccines have been proven 95% effective and then it captions him as being a ex com player ex player yeah. <laughs> oh, it's terribly accurate <laughs> <laughs> okay well uh subscribe and listen to our pre-ramble and hear all the the things that are going on with us and, and all the ways that trevor's wrong about wonder woman um and then also i guess news from from discount games inc um there should be some more um kill team star or pariah nexuses that are available on the website that you know, we sold out of those initially, and then uh, Games with Workshop sold us some more, so hooray. Uh, we've also, so Memphis got hit, that's that's where the headquarters of Games Workshop in the USA is, is uh, headquarters, and um, they got um, hit hard, obviously, by the, the winter storm a few weeks ago, and they were already kind of struggling to, like, keep their head above water, <laughs> and that was that was basically like you know I, I love the meme where there's like this guy who's drowning and he has like his his hand above high water and there's someone coming to rescue him and instead they give him a high five and <laughs> the winter storm was basically the high five to <laughs> games workshop um but all that said uh basically we had like a bunch of orders restock orders that had piled up that all kind of like shipped out at the same time and so by the time this is live, there should be a bunch of restocks on Games Workshop's items that uh, you can you can purchase. The today the poor UPS guy had to like load up three dollars worth of, of packages to bring in. So lots of stuff uh, available at Discount Games Inc. So it is time for the bracket, the most wonderful time of the year. 
Um, just a quick update on the bracket. Um, the so far, sorry, I'm, I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, there are I a few. Did kind of spring it on you that we would be doing a podcast <laughs> on the bracket. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, from from week one, uh, most of those matchups are complete now. Uh, Dune beat Starcraft. Arkham Horror beat Harry Potter the books because apparently uh, Harry Potter is currently the awfuls. How dare you? How dare you suggest that that win happened for any reason other than that Arkham Horror is amazing? Hey, I would if you gave me the option between reading a Harry Potter book or playing a game of Arkham Horror, I know which one I would pick, Josh. See, there you go. See, uh, Star Wars beat Power Grid in in a amazing, shocking, total, totally shocking. How how bad minutes. was the the point total on that one? Um, I didn't bother counting. That's how okay, bad it was. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, it's it was like eighty nine or ninety percent to yeah, ten to twelve percent somewhere in that range. Okay, sure. Um, anyway, uh, and also no surprise based on uh, our listenership, um, War Machine and Hordes uh, <laughs> beat the Martian almost as badly as Star Wars beat Power Grid. Mm, okay. <laughs> um and the Elder Scrolls, I believe, beat Game of Thrones out. I, I think that one just closed today, so I need to count, but I think that it pretty Yeah, sad. that one's it wouldn't surprise me if that's gonna end up being the case. Yeah. People didn't like the final season that much. Yeah. It took an arrow to the knee. I also think that Knights of the Old Republic is gonna beat Ender's game. It's not final yet, but I, I think that the the vote is lopsided enough that I could probably call that one. I prefer to say that there's no losers in that matchup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's let's do our first round matchup. We have the Cthulhu Mythos, and I believe these are books, correct? In the category uh, of books? Oh, right, yeah. I yes. was like, it's yes. is writings I for mean, the bracket. It's, it's the way we wrote it, it's more than that because other people have written in the Cthulhu mythos as well. Sure, yeah. I mean, yes, yes. But it's not like Cthulhu mythos board games. It's Right. No, yeah. I mean, we have a separate category kind of those. Yeah. Uh, versus the Star Wars RPG. All right, so starting the round timer, uh, Josh, you are going to go first, and you may begin now with Cthulhu mythos. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's interesting that there's already been sort of doubt and uh, uh, s sort of a sense of malaise. We're, we're a little unsure of, you know, is this the book category or, or is it something else? Because it is something else. The Cthulhu mythos occupies, frankly, a dimension outside of our space and time. So, I mean, it has influenced so much of our, especially science fiction and horror Tales, you know, zeitgeists, books, on into into other media, film, video games, etc. I mean, it's just that in depth of 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 a of, of a setting, and so uh, Josh, it's been around since say, the twenties. Would, would you say that the Cthulhu mythos uh, uh, exists in a non-Euclidean location on Earth? <laughs> The non-Euclidean geometry. The I'm contractually Earth. obligated to say that and suggest that it is cyclopean in its dimensions. Yes. So. <laughs> oh my heavens, the gyps moon. Okay, that is fine. <laughs> anyway, there's just something about it. It's it, it, for me. You're it's my favorite. Oh, dang it. 
<laughs> I put, point of order. My opponent, even though he helped me, he screwed me up. <laughs> I did I'm give you sorry. extra time as well. It's fine. Uh, depending on how the rebuttal goes, I, I might have some, some questions or rebuttal comments for you as well, Josh. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> okay, so Trevor, Star Wars RPG, you may go. So... Even from a young age, I think most of us have always wanted to live inside the Star Wars universe. We've wanted to fly that X-Wing. We've wanted to carry that lightsaber. And the Star Wars role-playing game gives us that opportunity. Have they always been the best? No, sometimes their rules are a little bit fuzzy, and sometimes they're a little bit overshadowed by some of the major characters. But we've all wanted to be that hero in that universe. It is one of the most quintessential uh, of our generation, uh, sci-fi settings, and it is it was ripe for role-playing games. I've had some of the most interesting role-playing games in this setting. Um, I actually played a Jawa bounty hunter that was the best ever, uh, and I have lots of great stories and lots of great memories of friends who have uh, moved on, I guess, uh, including playing a droid with one of our favorite friends. So I think that it's well worth it. All right. Josh, give us a rebuttal. Two rebuttals. First of all, Star Wars wouldn't even have the uh, breadth and depth of characters it has, and and I mean creatures and strange planetary monstrosities, were it not for the influences of the Cthulhu mythos. I think it's easy to admit that. Uh, also, here, the problem with what? the RPG, in my mind, is that almost inevitably, everybody wants to play a Jedi. And, and a party full of Jedis, uh, that would be about as fun as a sack full of Ewok shavings. So That is time. <laughs> you, you did bring up one of my uh, rebuttals, Josh, or questions. Like, it's, it's just kind of a challenge. Like, I love Star Wars stories, <laughs> but it's kind of a challenge for RPGs. I mean, is, would, would you agree that that's true, Trevor? Uh, maybe to a small degree. I think that it has become easier and easier as the universe has expanded yeah i think the overshadowing comment that trevor makes is very um i think there's some timelines that are especially difficult like if you're in the new hope era yeah yes like you can't have a story unless han solo and luke skywalker run through it at some point you know but but truthfully other rpgs have that same or similar issues as well um, I mean, even our beloved Dresden Files, you have a hard time not being a part of some of the major events uh, that sure. take place in that or or major characters or major things. Um, I don't necessarily have that issue. I am going to call a point of order between the two of you, though, because both of you seem to think that Star Wars is derivative of everything under the sun. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure if you've ever watched Star Wars before. <laughs> I, I believe that it is derivative, but the things that you guys keep calling out as derivative, I'm like, he didn't pull anything from that. I prefer the term inspired by, not derivative. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Trevor, it is your rebuttal. Go. Uh, I mean, I believe I've, I've made my rebuttal already in that um, it is not derivative of this Cthulhu mythos that was, yes, yes, things have... Um, I'm having a hard time actually because I really have faith in the Cthulhu mythos. Uh, <laughs> Lovecraft, you, racist, go. <laughs> you need me to take over for you. So here's here's my rebuttal, Josh. I'm ready. I love the Cthulhu setting. Yes. I love the modern things that it has expi- inspired. 
Mm-hmm. Um, reading his actual stories that he wrote is not fun. Oh, really? You don't find any of them to be particularly no, I enjoyable? Don't. Okay. <laughs> Which is a problem for the Cthulhu Mythos books mm-hmm. category. Gosh, point of order, the moderator is like trying to sabotage my uh, <laughs> my arguments right here. Here's the thing for me about the Cthulhu Mythos and, and even the original books. Like, they're a brand of horror that I didn't realize how much I enjoyed until I experienced them. And so, you know, they just are, they're not the kind of gory slasher type horror. Yeah. They're, they're this sort of like psychological. Yeah. This like vague sense of unease the whole time you're reading it, you know, and who knows, maybe it was my vague sense of unease was that I didn't realize that the author was a giant, you know, terrible <laughs> human <laughs> being in the end, but. Anyway, I, I found that in the originals and, like you said, the stuff that, that they've inspired and, like, you know, what they've become in the modern era. So, Okay, the next matchup, uh, this is going to be Trevor moderating, and we have me defending the X-Men versus Josh defending the Pathfinder role-playing game. Uh, and I don't remember whether I've been having higher seeds or lower seeds go, so I'm going to make Josh go first. Uh, Pathfinder, the role-playing game, Josh, go. Gosh, I've already been arguing against Jay in the last category, and I have to keep arguing against him in this category. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. The Pathfinder RPG did a fantastic job of sort of being the caretaker of, you know, the the great ancestor of all modern RPGs in a lot of ways, right? I mean, there was a time when Dungeons and Dragons sort of lost its way, I feel like, or I, apparently enough people felt like to be able to sustain a product like Pathfinder, but they did a, a fantastic job of, of just sort of carrying that torch. And, and because they did such a good job, they've, you know, it's continued. And so it, it's a wonderful system for telling you know uh, sort of a crunchy um fantasy rpg uh setting and 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 it it really just uh has continued to put out quality material it's it's expanded now and put out card it's games time. and computer games it's all time uh i'm not sure what to think of that but we'll let we'll let jay go um x-men x-men the, uh, the heavyweight here go ahead the heavyweight. So this is the X-Men comics, not the movies, correct? Um, it is the X-Men universe, but yes, it is. This is in the comics category. So okay, so the the X-Men. I mean, what 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 can I say? Um, I, I almost feel bad. Jubilee. That's what you can say. Jubilee. <laughs> um, these are iconic, beloved characters for a reason. They have some of the, the best stories in comics. They do the, the thing that good comics and science fiction, speculative fiction do, uh, in that they um, touch on things that are important with life, uh, philosophical questions about life, and they do it while creating characters that you either love or hate or love to hate. And it also has associated with them the best character in Marvel, Magneto, so I'm... Magneto, really? That's where you went? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I stretched it out pretty well. Loved. Uh, have, I just have to mention this. Have either of you guys seen the um, Pete Holmes series called X Men? E X. Uh. Uh-uh. It, it's 
it's it's he's like a late night talk show guy and he does these little sketch comedy things um i think anyway uh there's one for jubilee and it's if you only watch one of them that's that's the one you gotta watch (laughs) it cracks me up Uh, i I will give us a link in the discord trevor uh i will uh right now uh josh would you like to um try to rebut your pathfinder to the x-men's yes go i will rebut in one word cyclops (laughs) (laughs) jay said that it creates characters that you love to hate how about the ones that you hate to hate that drag the entire franchise down below the level of pathfinder which allows me to create my own characters who could go out on a quest to find Cyclops and beat him into submission. <laughs> how is, how is he not a character that you, you love to hate? Because <laughs> you hate to hate it. You just hate it. You just hate <laughs> that he exists. Yeah, there's no love. There's no love to hate hmm. You're just like, man, can we stop the, talking about You know, the one thing I will give to the X-Men franchise is that they have consistently made Cyclops a, a hateable character in every media. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, real quick, I'll give some quick recommendations. Um, check out some of the on recalibration matrix. Check out some of the X Men characters um, episodes that we did, and some of the comic book arcs that we have in there, uh, like the the old Days of Future Past comics. The the Days of Future Past comics are based on is only like two issues, but they're they actually take quite a while to read. Um, and then uh, the Joss Whedon reboot is is actually really good of X Men as well. So check those out Um, for my rebuttal. Like, so it's evidently like a really important argument to Josh, whether something is derivative of something. And it's like brings great shame (laughs) upon your family. (laughs) And really there's nothing, there's no property on this bracket that is more derivative than Pathfinder. (laughs) It was also, Uh, it it was also inspired by the Cthulhu mythos. (laughs) Uh, uh, just vote for D and D. Wasted by my own petard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our next matchup, this is going to be me defending Blade Runner, which is a 16th seed, versus Dungeons and Dragons, Trevor. Uh, well, because uh, uh, I'm angry at Jay from our first two matchups, I'm making him go first <laughs> this time. You have a minute, Jay. Go. Okay, so I'm going to be upfront with you. Uh, I I do love, well, maybe love's not the right word. Uh, I I like enjoy the the first Blade Runner movie a lot, but really it is much more of a how much impact it has had on modern society, on movies, on etc. It is kind of a, a masterpiece uh, for its time that's been very influential. Um, but this is also contains, uh, the sequel, which this is probably an unpopular opinion among snobs and critics, but, um, it is a movie that I enjoy more than the original. Um, it's, uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of, of the director, Josh, but he's kind of a big deal <laughs> and he did a really good job. Does he have works that are derivative of anything? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the sequel to Blade Runner is a little bit derivative of the first one. That's time. <laughs> That's time. <laughs> I'm a bad man. All right.
right, Trevor, a minute to describe to us Dungeons and Dragons, the number one seed in the miniatures and RPGs category. Go. So uh, you speak of um, things that change society or that, that influence things, and I'm not sure I can think of right off the top of my head right now something that has influenced so much as Dungeons and Dragons, especially right now. If you look at this whole division, miniatures and RPGs, would even any of them exist today without Dungeons and Dragons? I'm not sure they would. I think it's basically invented this entire bracket. Uh, I'm a nerd today because of D&D. I love fantasy today because of D&D. I think that um, my life would be completely different because of D- if D&D didn't exist. Now, certainly some versions have been different or better than others. I'm not here to argue that. I'm here to argue that this game has influenced and changed the lives of millions. And that's time. I am like ridiculously excited for Jay's rebuttal on this. So (laughs) I don't know why. Just go ahead, Jay. 30 seconds. Go. You can't handle the truth, Josh. The D&D is not a good game. (laughs) It is a crappy miniatures game. And... Like, I'm sorry that I have to share this sad truth with you, but there's so many better role-playing games. Like, yes, it was the Genesis, but we've moved on to bigger and better things because it's just not good. I'm sorry. All right, that's time. Jay, I'm going to give you one extra word, which is I want you to tell me just one that's a bigger and better thing. RPG. Uh, Legend of the Five Rings. That was more than one word, but okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Trevor, uh, not, not your bigger. 30 second rebuttal. Yeah, not bigger. Yeah, I know. Sure. I mean, your argument is better. Your okay, argument so, is better. Yes, you can you can vote for Warhammer 40k and you can vote for D D and like God bless you, I guess, but I'm sorry. <laughs> if we're using a derivative argument, I'm sorry, but nothing you can mention is not derivative of D D in some way or another. It yeah, it is the king. But Lord, but D and D is derivative of something else. I'm going to argue for here in a minute. So uh, dun dun dun. That's fine. Uh, that's <laughs> it. I, that that is a little bit der- from the derivative because you're taking something and morphing it into something completely different. Yeah, We're not exactly. talking about another book. Right. We're talking about a game, and it's a game that you play in your mind. And for a lot of people, that is something that they just don't understand. But it is something great. All right, Trevor. Uh, you can do your actual rebuttal now too. That that was my. That was your rebuttal. <laughs> that was a mic drop style rebuttal. Yes. I mean, I I will say, uh, put my thumb on the scale here as the moderator. Like, I I'm like so in Trevor's camp on this one because not only is it one of the first <laughs> games that I played as a kid, right? But like I've seen it uh, influence my children. Like, so for it to have that kind of longevity, because yes, I'm an yeah. old man, and continue to basically like and and i hope positively influence you know the the next generation of geeks is just awesome you know so i think that's a big deal it just makes right. me sad that like it's just so popular and right yeah there's there, just the, so many better options out it's there it's a hundred percent the 100 pound <laughs> elephant at this point right or gorilla i mean gorilla, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> elephant whatever <laughs> it's a tiny elephant um but yeah, like I and and I know what you're saying, Jay. Like there's so there's so many like better, especially combat systems and you know tactical systems, blah blah blah. But like, yeah. All right, thumb off the scale, 
next matchup. Let's go. Next matchup. Okay, so now we're at the Lord of the Rings movies. Joshua Wheeler, four Thank seed. You. Yes, yes. Versus Battletech and Mech Warrior, 13 seed, Trevor Christensen. Josh, you may go. Uh, it is so fitting that I have the distinct privilege of defending this property today because I have just started my rewatch of the extended editions with my youngest daughter. Uh, I watched all of these movies for my anniversary every year when they came out because they are just fantastic. Like these took for me an already beloved property and did such an made such an incredible homage to the original books in and I've heard the argument said that this is a better portrayal of that world, a better telling of that story. Um, you know, for me it's just a different form of media uh, in many ways, equally enjoyable, just in a different way and just incredibly well done. Like I'm watching it and I'm like, I, I'm looking at some of the actors, you know, like uh, John Reese Davies who plays Gimli. And I'm like, they literally used magic to make him into a dwarf. That's like, <laughs> Did you say they literally used magic? Yes, I'm convinced of it. You can show <laughs> me all the behind the scenes you want to and whatever. No, it's actual magic. Actual magic. Uh, it is one of the few movies that I don't I, I purposely stay away from the behind the scenes. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to know. Don't. That's funny. Don't I, break uh, the magic for me. I don't think I watch any behind the scenes ever. <laughs> partly for that. that. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Trevor, it is Battletech slash Mech Warrior. You may go. I'm not sure I can defend this property in just one minute, but it is an amazing property that has made us interested in the United States, at least in large robots. Um, the, the game setting is just a minor part of it. There have been books, video games done by Microsoft. There have been uh, tons of, um, uh, there was a card game. There was a, uh, a um, video, uh, crap. Sorry, there were books, comics. Um, it, it is basically gone through. I, I realize it's not in the normal person's zeitgeist, but in the, the nerd world, it's a big deal. It has really sort of built up these machines, and it's made us love Battletech. And I realize that the game is a much bigger uh, part of that than a lot of this other stuff. But the game is really just, I mean, it is what it is. It's not that great of a game, but it, the idea... <laughs> <laughs> the idea is what's been great. <laughs> okay, that's time. <laughs> I, I yield my rebuttal time to my opponent's last five second comment. <laughs> okay, I, with, with your rebuttal time, Josh, no. I, I'm going to have you sit in judgment. Would you say that I have more disdain for Twitch or Battletech? Oh, Battletech, a thousand percent. Mm, interesting. Because you haven't had as long of a time to like build your ball of seeding hatred for twitch you know battletech's been around longer okay it's <laughs> my impression um i so for my rebuttal i just want to hand to trevor the argument that would have made me not make a rebuttal but why couldn't you just say that battletech inspired pacific rim trevor that's all i needed to hear <laughs> mm, because i think that would be somewhat disingenuous ah <laughs> oh, dang it I, I do think, for his honesty. I, I do think that that it is that it certainly inspired part of it, but the kaiju thing is, I mean, it's so much Japan. That, I mean, yeah. 
really Battletech is it is derivative of the kaiju and big robot thing that came out of Japan. Like but the Gundam? Is, like has Gundam come before Battletech? Um it wouldn't be Gundam per se. It would be more like um Maycross and uh oh, okay. or the the big ninja robot that they remade for, for Netflix. I can't think of his name. Uh, anyway. Oh, the, I know what you're talking about. Not Power but, Man, but, but yeah, no, I think it is Power Man. Anyway, it doesn't oh. matter. Those were those predated Battletech by by you know many many years. I I wouldn't even begin to say that this invented a genre. It didn't. But for the United States, for Western civilization, it introduced us to this and has helped us to like lo- learn to love it. Hmm. Uh, do Do you have a rebuttal that you're going to, or was that your rebuttal? Uh, well, that was totally is rebuttal. That was Point my rebuttal. Order. But I okay. will I will state for the fans that if you have not played the recently made BattleTech um, game, it's available on Steam. Uh, the video game, you should go play it. I think even if you don't, other than I'm not going to recommend it to Jay. But if you're you know you're not a fan of the the tabletop game because it takes too long, you want something quicker, funner, uh, you know, a video game version. The video game version is well worth your time. I've spent more time on it than a lot of games that I spent three or four times as much on. I, I I will say uh, in regards to uh, um, the Lord of the Rings movies, it it was one of the first movies that I remember going to and watching, where I was just kind of like, wow, I can't believe that like this geek property is being tr- translated this well, and mm-hmm. like now with now that's kind of just like commonplace. But did you guys know that there was an animated BattleTech TV series? Maybe. <laughs> Did you know that I have finished more Battletech books than I have Middle Earth books? <laughs> by, by a pretty substantial margin, actually. I'm I'm trying to check Not sure my, my opponent is <laughs> checking my give a shit meter on the Battletech cartoons, and oh, it's at zero. Ah, uh, amazing. Okay, Trevor, you're moderating. Uh, it is the Game of Thrones books, J versus Pandemic, Josh Wheeler. Uh, Game of Thrones books are a seven seat. Pandemic is a ten seat. Uh, yeah, and and um, I think I should give Josh like all two minutes and just not let Jay say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I hate both of these properties pretty much equally, so I don't even care. Uh, you anyway, do? Yes. Oh um, man. I I can. I we'll talk about it, but there are a few things I like about both of them and we can, but anyway, go ahead, Jay. I'll let you defend the books first. Go ahead. Um, so I've, I've read the books multiple times. They are fantastic. Um, I'll especially say like around the, the first four books I would rank in, I think some of the, my favorite books full stop. I, I think that they're, they're just amazing, really well done. Um, is a little bit unfortunate that he kind of loses his way after that point and it's also unfortunate that the books are never going to be finished <laughs> but before he dies is that because he can't like reach his writing table through the huge piles of money that he lives in now um i, I mean my base assumption is that he just doesn't enjoy writing that story anymore oh sure i, I, I don't know if that's true or not but <clears throat> I'm assuming that the expectations around it, et cetera, are, are too much. Yeah. Um, but just based on the four books as it is, um, it, it gets a, a huge high rating for me. Okay. Uh, Josh. 
Pandemic. So here we are again uh, in my favorite category, of course, the board games category. And we're really talking about the great grandpappy of modern cooperative games. Uh, Pandemic for me is one of the first games that actually sparked my wife's interest in in a cooperative game then i ruined it because we played the game seven times in a row and lost over and over and (laughs) over again and she's not built like me her heart does not take you know beatings uh for nourishment the way mine does so uh yeah it uh it 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 holds up quite a bit, but it does show its age, especially if you put it up against other cooperative games, because it still has what we call the alpha gamer problem, you know, where really one person could just tell everybody what to do and play the whole game. And for me, if if you have that situation, it really takes away a lot of the charm and the fun of the game. But if you have a good, solid group, oh, it's just such a great introduction to cooperative games. Well done. Elegant. Beautiful. Time. Uh so do you want me to tell you why I hate both of them? I am. Well, I assume that I was talking about why you hate Pandemic, so I want to hear, yes. Okay, well, I, I hate Pandemic because I feel like the the mechanics are kind of dry, boring. They're, I mean, yes, certain mechanics can be good, but that doesn't make them fun, and I feel like the mechanics mm. of Pandemic are not fun. Um, the thing that, that I uh, do find fun about Pandemic is Pandemic Legacy, because the mechanics are no longer the focus. Instead, it's the story, and that sort of solves the problem. I mean, that makes the game fun, whereas the mechanics never did, and the mechanics in the original game are kind of, they're almost being showcased in a way. It's, mm-hmm. And and it, they're not good, I don't, as far as, they're not good as far as fun. They, they are good mechanics. Sure, anyway. sure. Uh, game of Thrones... I don't care for it because of um, the way that he approaches his stories. He's like, here's a bajillion characters and any of the ones you like, I'm going to kill. And I'm going to give you a little bit of fake hope here and there. And just when you think that you're, you're, you're actually going to get what you want, I'm going to dash your hopes again over and over and over again. In his defense, Trevor, he will mutilate some of those characters too, not just kill them. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is when I I read the first book and I was actually really really enjoying it. I got to like the last two or three chapters. I, mean, I don't think it's a spoiler at this point, right? So when Ned Stark gets killed, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh! And and then he kind of gives you this 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 hope about a son at the end of in like the very last <laughs> chapter, and I'm like, no, you have not you have not fooled me. I see where you're going with this. I see what's going to happen throughout the series. I don't fall for it. I'm not going to continue doing this. So anyway, that's why I hate both. Should we have a rebuttal of something in here? Yes. You can rebuttal my my attack if you'd like. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, well, honestly, you gave my rebuttal, which is that I, I was then going to go on and talk about the fact that the mechanics were solid and you know, so well usable that then they became part of, frankly, one of the greatest games of the decade, which is Pandemic Legacy, which, yes, does a great job of telling a story, but it's because it has this solid engine underneath it, you know, that just sort of runs dependably and lets you kind of experience that story and tell this, you know, tale that seems like it should not be fun, like you're fighting a global pandemic that 
clearly doesn't feel fun after 2020, right? But <laughs> Pandemic Legacy I, I just does it so time. well. So kudos it, to the designer as much as anything. It does do that. Uh, I honestly, if I were to vote, I don't get a vote on most of these because of the way I'm the one setting them up. Yeah. But if I, if I were to vote here, I I probably would vote Pandemic merely on the strength of Pandemic Legacy. As you should. Um, I mean, I I love Pandemic Legacy is probably my my favorite board game experience ever. So, um, I I love it as well. But Game of Thrones is is one of the the best reading experiences I've had, and uh, it's okay for you to be worried about people you care about dying or bad things happening to them. Uh, Not everything has to be a Disney. They all live happily ever after. I don't. Doesn't need to be Disney live happily ever after. It just doesn't need to be uh, constantly bait and switch. Uh huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. I love that you're arguing with the moderator on this one, Jay. This is great. I, it's good. It's my favorite. I, I I enjoy some books. I I have s- several books in my loved category um, that are about there's people that die in them. I, that doesn't bother me. The fact is, is he like he writes in a manner which makes you want to love these people, and then he takes them and puts them in front of your face, and then he smushes them the best he possibly can. Like he is, he is finding fun in that part of it, and I just that bothers me. It's not something I care about. <laughs> I, I don't think that I can really get into this, his emotional frame of mind when writing it, but maybe I don't have the the range of empathy that you have. So maybe. Uh, I don't have much range of empathy, which tells you something about how much I hate <laughs> Okay, so we have the Watchmen graphic novel defended by Jay at a nine seed versus uh, Shadowrun the RPG versus uh, by Trevor at an eight seed. <sighs> I am arbitrary as all get out, and so I'm going to have Jay go first this time. Damn, I was ready. Dang it. <laughs> I chose poorly. Go, Jay. So, One minute. Watchmen. It is a uh, fantastic graphic novel. It has, um, I'll, I'll speak a little bit of heresy and say that I actually like the the movie more uh, than than the graphic novel. Um, and the HBO series is is fantastic. Um, but there's there's just something about this the series that it is something that's been important in comics. It has shaped. Um, the the industry on on where it has gone with comics um it is a story that you don't expect from a a comic book um it has it it does a good job also of being kind of a morality tell as well or or trying to go dive into philosophical questions or issues time uh i'm not putting my thumb on the scale yet trevor shadow run (laughs) for a minute go so sometimes a derivative work ends up being as interesting or more interesting than where it came from. I believe that Shadowrun is one of those things. It has taken cybernetics, magic, fantasy, cyberpunk, urban fantasy, crime, horror, detective fiction, and it's thrown it all together in this wonderful world that takes some of our best and most loved things and puts a spin on it that we can immediately understand yet want to still go out and explore. It has hacking, it has the future, it has big corporations. Shadowrun, uh, I think, is one of the 
undertapped uh, styles of fantasy cyberpunk that needs to be done more in media. Um, I think that Shadowrun is one of the best RPGs ever made, and I think the setting is one of the most interesting ever thought of. That's time. Well done, sir. Um, Jay, let's hear your let's hear your rebuttal first. Okay, so I'll gladly agree with Trevor that Shadowrun is an interesting setting, but at some point you have to actually play the fucking game. <laughs> and my regrets that you are going to have to inflict that upon yourself because the rules for this game are awful. Uh, you know, you you do a you you grab a bucket of dice and you do 0.5 seconds of combat that takes five hours to resolve, and it is awful. <laughs> and that's time. 0.5 seconds of combat, five hours to resolve. What an incredible box quote. Trevor, back I'm, to I'm, you. I'm sorry that my opponent is so uninformed and is dealing with versions of Shadowrun <laughs> that are literally 20 plus years old. The modern Shadowrun is a well-done game with really great rules that honestly have taken inspiration from Legend of the Five Rings, a game that Jay himself has said he loves. Oh. It uses roll. <laughs> Roll and keep on D6, Burn! and it makes the game far better than it ever was. Besides, who cares what the rules mechanic are, as long as they're solid, when the game system is so great. So, honestly, and they are The great. setting, you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the rules are not bad. In 5th and 6th edition, they're pretty great. I want Jay to defend his property for one more thing. The freaking pirate comic story that's inside of Watchmen. I mean... I hate it. Like... I know that it's because I'm like a vapid, like clueless man and I don't understand things, but like, why? So I, I cannot defend that, which is indefensible. <laughs> right, as long as you're willing to admit it, I think that's a strong. I mean, one of the reasons why the movie is better is because that's cut out. Also, the ending is just like more plausible and makes more sense. But um, yeah, I, I mean, isn't the ending of the movie, it's like, it's still squids, right? It's just like no, no. What? Oh, that's in the that's in the HBO series, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, so, no, never mind. Then. I, I will say that one of the things that's very strong about Watchmen is not necessarily the writing or what's going on in the comic itself. It is the setting. Yeah. The setting is what makes it so fantastic, and yeah. that setting is carried over into the HBO series and the movie, and that's kind of what I think um, Jay is referring to is really that setting. It engrosses you. You get pulled in. You feel it feels real. Yeah. There's there's also just like this strange, like this strange universe of like Doctor Manhattan interacting with these other superheroes that aren't superheroes and it's just such a strange dynamic so that's interesting i want i i do have a question for you trevor um yes with so i i've said that i i do like the setting quite a bit of shadow run um one of the kind of issues that i've seen with this game in the past is that there's like this whole section of the game of like um cyber stuff yeah hackers versus the the street fighters yeah and there's there's almost like you have to have to have like mini adventures for one player that's in the net or whatever yeah yeah 
I would say that Shadowrun, um, from a game master perspective, is one of the more difficult settings to run because it requires you to both have a significant amount of groundwork laid and really good uh, improvisation skills. I mean, you really have to be able to have a plan for how things are going to go, and things can go off the rails so quickly in Shadowrun. Uh, even more so than almost any other RPG I've ever played. Um, I, I will admit that I've tried to run it multiple times and it's just kind of failed. I do know that there are people out there who can do it. It's not. I realize that it's not me. And I think that you almost have to have a plan for how you're going to deal with that prior to um, getting into it because it is a pitfall that you have to be aware of. But there are other pitfalls in other games. I mean, D&D, you can end up being in combat too long. You know, Legend of the Five Rings, you can... Um, uh, Your tea can take too long. Yeah, there are things <laughs> that happen. Sorry, I, actually, Legend of the Five Rings is one of the few games I feel like it, it works pretty well most. Paces time, itself well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying that there's a lot of games out there that that run into these sort of issues. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars has them too. And yeah. and if you're not a prepared GM that can foresee what might happen and have a plan for it, um, it'll be a failure. And so, but yeah, Shadowrun does have an issue where. You know, one guy in the party wants to go hack into something using cyberspace and and uh, a kind of a virtual world while everyone else is like, well, I have this sword. Um, can I hack into the Matrix with my sword? It's kind of like in D&D, the rogue who's like, I'm going to go off right. and break into this, you know, nobleman's house. Very except, much the same. Except the rules actually encourage that dynamic to happen, <laughs> which... Right. In general, yeah. doesn't happen in uh, in D and so. I, I would almost, if my recommendation to those listening who are wanting to run a shadow run is, I would almost say we will handle this um, in an email later between you and I. You know, but the party's doing this right now. Or you know, I know this is going to come up in the next session. Um, let's find a way to make it go quickly. You know, to to get past it quickly, and I don't want to minimize what the um, hacker can do, uh, but you also have to keep in mind that it is a, a it's a group storytelling experience, and right. if you take the group out of that, you've ruined that. Okay, well, place your votes. Vote early, vote often. Uh, <laughs> smash the subscribe button for the Patreon so that you can so you can have uh, more votes join our discord <laughs> and you can do more voting early and often <laughs>